Welcome to the Cultivate Podcast, where we explore what it means to be a follower of Jesus. This week's podcast is on Ephesians 3. I love Ephesians 3 verses 8 and 9. In the New Living Translation it says, Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. Here Paul reveals why he had been chosen, what his role in the church was, to ensure the Gentiles' new salvation was also for them. Who better to include the Gentiles than someone that was a Hebrew of Hebrews, as we read in Philippians 3.5, or in Acts 22.3, the most Jewish of Jews. Yet this most important qualification was not his heritage or training. It was his meekness though I am the least deserving of all God's people. Meekness or gentleness, as the Bible describes the word pras, was not valued when this was written. Paul did not simply mean meek. It was also the word that was used to describe someone beaten or crushed. It was a term of ridicule, not a compliment. However, Paul saw this as essential. Prowse was the term that was used for a horse that was trained or broken in, a wild horse with all its strength, power and passion that could be trained was used for domestic work or for war. War horses needed to be trained to avoid the sights, the smells, the sounds of war. They were also the fastest and most powerful horses whom you literally trusted with your life. Meekness is not being weak. It is strength under control. Like the war horse, we are also to be prepared for war and need to learn to submit to God. God commands us to be most effective. Whatever skill, talent or strength we have, it will be amplified amplified when we are under God's control. Paul demonstrates the same humility in verse 14 when he prays. In New Testament times, Jews stood to pray. Paul, however, is kneeling, demonstrating humility, not only in what he prays, but how he prays. The prayer begins and then changes to some teaching, and then back to praying. The prayer teaching theme is not unique to Ephesians. Here Paul wants to highlight the simple truth that we all inherit equally, no matter what race or background. Paul is making it clear that we have equal status, We only have standing before God because of what Christ has done for us. Whatever advantage, whatever privilege, whatever skill, whatever ability, whatever talent we have, it never provides us with special privilege. Here we see another chism with the middle phrase highlighting the need to ask for the power to understand the immensity and enormity of God's love for us. If we could glimpse that, we would never seek status. And we see that played out in the A, B, C, D, C, B, A. And it starts recognition of God's glory, verses 14 and 15. Prayer for God's power, verse 16. Prayer for Christ to live in us, 17. 
Prayer to understand the love of Christ. 18. Prayer for God's life in us. 19. Recognition of God's power. 20. And glory given to God. 3.21. So notice it starts with the recognition of God's glory and ends with glory given to God because that is what a life of humility provides. Humility is not what most people aim for and I must admit that astonishes me. When we talk about power, the same word for dynamic, miracle-working power, dunamos, is used here for the power to understand. And I sometimes wonder if we want that dunamos, miracle-working power, more to see miraculous things than we do to understand the miracle of God's love for us. When Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest, Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle of heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Jesus spells it out for us here in Matthew 11. So Jesus who said, so if the Son sets you free, you are truly free, John 8.36, is now suggesting that we put on a yoke a heavy wooden beam worn by oxen. Doesn't sound so much like be free or rested, does it? That's because the yoke Jesus is talking about was not the type he crafted on his carpenter's bench. A yoke was a teaching of a rabbi. It was what his disciples commit, committed themselves to 24 hours a day. They learnt it, they memorised it, and they tried their best to live by it. Jesus was providing a contrast. If you want to find rest, if you want to find life easier, come to me. People are overwhelmed by the law. 613 biblical laws to follow and another 795 introduced by the religious leaders. Imagine having your life ruled by all of those laws that governed every aspect of your life. Are we so much better off today? What do we carry? Stress, debt, trauma, damage from past or current relationships. Finding rest doesn't come with winning the lottery or marrying the right person, although that sure helps. It comes by following the yoke or the teachings of Jesus. He is humble and lowly of heart, and we need to learn from that. Personally, I would take humility with rest and an easy load any day. What about you? I think there's another part to that that comes out later in Ephesians where it talks about being deeply rooted. And and that word um, is rizzo. It's a bit like rhino with a Z instead of an N. And it, it talks about planting something with care. And we see in the Old Testament the idea of a tamarisk tree. Um, Abraham planted one in Genesis 21. And we know that a tamarisk tree grows into a huge shade tree that gives rest and shelter to many people. But it is not an easy tree to grow. And so to start with, it requires nurture and care and intention. And we see how important they were. In the end of Samuel, in 1 Samuel 31, we see that Saul's bones were buried under a tamarisk tree. And there's another reference to him actually holding court under a tamarisk tree. In Māori, they have the idea of Turanga Waiwai, which is your place of strength and your place of 
nurture, where you provide shelter for others. And I think this is part of what Ephesians is talking about. When we learn to walk humbly with God, when we know what it is to be planted and rooted, to be grounded by God, and we learn what it is to be humble, that we provide the best care for others around us. If you want to provide the best care for others around you, don't try and be the best at this or the best at something else. Just learn to walk humbly with your God, because that is where we learn the best of care for ourselves, and we are the best for others. God bless. For joining the Cultivate podcast. If we can help you with anything or you'd like some notes, please email us at crosscultivation at gmail.com. God bless.